1: They get their minutes, and they tackle them as they see fit. Here's your host from the Groundhog Day Project and Michael Myers Minute, Robert Black.
0: Minute 70, the chrysalis spins, Leonard dies, and Dave knows what he has to do. To tackle Minute 70, we have Alan Sanders and Walt Murray of The Wilder Ride. You come home, there's a giant maze in your living room. You're like, what the?
2: There's a giant maze in my living room. I've heard of people rearranging the furniture, but this is
3: wackadoodle crazy. Yeah, this doesn't make any sense. The promise to is it's like a
1: fucking cocktail party in here.
3: If I got a few words from you before you go.
2: Welcome back to the Wilder Ride, getting wilder by the minute. Oh, wait, we already done that. Yeah, well, you know, force a habit. Let me think. Welcome back to the Minute or... Ma- wait, are we going to still call it that?
3: Or the... minute? Ma-
2: The maze. Welcome back to Dave Made a Maze Minute. I'm Alan Sanders. And I'm Walt Murray. We'll go with that. And this is the podcast where we break down one crazy-ass movie, one spinning 3D cardboard zoetrope model at a time. I'm Alan Sanders. And I'm Walt Murray. We'll say it again just in case they missed it.
3: (laughs) And we are here, and that may be the only part of this minute that makes any sense.
1: (laughs) That doesn't even make any sense! Why are you so hysterical?
3: We are here,
2: minute number 70, and very quickly, minute 70 begins what looks like a continuation from yesterday of a cardboard spinning 3D zoetrope, and it will end with Dave looking like he's about to rear back with a samurai sword and drive it into the midst of that zoetrope. I have to say I am completely lost. I want to know what in the hell has happened. Because when you and I were last with our audience, we were just getting past the cardboard vagina cutout. That's right. And Dave and Gordon were having a bit of a lover spat. That's right. You know, it started turning into a conversation about beards after commenting about what haven't you put your hand in. Or, that is correct. So what's happened here? Because every one of our folks is, is, is around the zoetrope at the very beginning. It's spinning, and it, let's just describe what we're seeing. What was the... Okay, Walt, I'm going to let you take the lead for a second. Oh, great. <laughs> because ironically, when this project first started, we initially were assigned only a single minute, and it was this one. So this is the first thing I even That's right. saw. That's right. Yeah. And I was like, what in the hell is going on in this movie? I don't know that I've had anything answered, but... <laughs> No,
3: I, I... But I'm so glad we got those other four minutes. I have some assumptions, yeah, And I'm glad we ended up with, uh, with five full minutes as well. I'm not sure what we're exactly looking at, but we got a lot going on in this scene. In the spinning zoetrope... Spinning
0: zoetrope? Isn't that redundant? I don't, I've changed my mind. I don't want redundancy. I don't want that. I haven't signed anything, so...
3: Seems to have some sort of animal-ish... Sitting on one layer. It's two layers, yeah. And the then, bottom, bottom layer. and the, are, these are, are these supposed to be minotaurs? I, I guess so, or maybe some sort of demonic. Well, it's the body rings. of a
2: man, but the head of either a bull or some kind of. A ram or a goat or. Right, some kind of a snouted, hooked horned, creature. Horned, yeah.
1: Who could it be? Who could it be? I just can't imagine who. Could it be? Say
2: which, by the way, if depending on your depictions of Satan, Satan has the head yes, of a that's exactly what like I a, was kind of thinking. He's a cloven beast, right? Mm-hmm. But he's got the body yep. of a man, but the head of some kind of a. I don't know if it's a. If it's supposed to be some kind of a bovine head, because I don't think it's necessarily a bull or a, or a cow, but it's very bo- like bovine. i all yeah. I can say, or a goat maybe. Yeah, it's it's something, but it's either a minotaur, which from Greek mythology works, sure. or it may be maybe we're supposed to have some kind of a satanic. Connection. Yeah, seems. But the spinning 3D zoetrope is obviously each one of these figures is a little, it's almost like how you make stop frame animation where you move right. it just a little bit. Well, it's a number of these around the, the platter spinning such that it looks like it's moving, like it's reaching up yeah, and pulling and then something It's kind out. of going
3: up and down as well. Yeah. And, and then on the level above that, you have some sort of, um, it's, it looks like the King of Hearts. The
2: King of Hearts. That's what it looks ramming
3: like. Ramming a sword through to the level below him.
2: Right. And of course, the King of Hearts, which we saw way back in minute number 18, which right. was the other minute we had early in this project, that showed a giant King of Hearts on one wall and the Queen of Hearts opposite him.
0: the Queen of Hearts. in The Joker
2: commented him being the Suicide King because he's right. the king with the sword, only with the sword through his head. Right. That's how the card is depicted. Any any king of hearts you have, that's why it's called the Suicide King. That's right.
3: That's right. And then you've also got, is it Leonard? Who's getting yes. kind of... Somebody that, if all of a sudden, when we're just admiring the
2: zoetrope spinning in this really almost... I, don't, I want to call almost like heroic music or certainly pleasant-sounding music of the soundtrack. We, right around second, I guess, seven, we yeah. cut to a guy, which we now know because, of again, thanks to you know, Robert giving us all of the character names, we know this is Leonard, who we have yep. not met. We have no idea who Leonard is. We have no idea why Leonard is being shown right. in this moment. And it looks like he's getting, like, shredded. It looks like he's being, it. yeah, exactly, like he's being shredded by some kind of a... Spinning, I don't know, blade something. or something. Cause he's, yeah. it's like you see it and instead of blood, which I think is kind of clever in yeah. this world. It looks like shreds of red construction paper. Right. So Leonard's paying the price for something here. And it's more than just construction paper. It's like almost something wet, like watery is yeah. also spinning up. You know, I did it. I did a small feature, an independent feature, much like this kind of a budget feature called shrimp crawl. Say and that. in one of the scenes, we're all fighting this big redneck. We're trying to get away and, and we're wrestling on this smaller boat with an outboard motor and we end up all falling off the boat. And as this guy's trying to get back on the boat, for whatever reason, he's trying to crawl up on the back of the outboard motor. Yeah, don't ever do that. And the guy that plays my dad is swimming towards the edge and he's trying to reach in. And as this other guy's trying to get into the boat, he flips the on switch. We cut to smoke pouring up and all of a sudden you hear the sounds of him being cut to ribbons with the prop basically at his belly. And that's how. We get rid of the bad guy. And I almost get that same sense here because if you listen to the sound, there's some spinning bladed something cutting into him and you get the sense of, you hear like a wet, (laughs) and you see the construction (laughs) paper, but you also see something wet flying up in the air. And whatever it is, he's being disemboweled. But we don't see anything below. We just see the stuff.
3: Just the shreds. Just the
2: the melee of of guts. I guess the the quote in this world, what guts and blood must look like. It looks like water and construction paper.
3: Yeah, and – You know, you've had Dave's hand, you know, and and again, we're flying blind here, folks, so. Yeah, we have no
2: idea why we would all of a sudden in the middle of this spinning 3D zoetrope cutting to this guy getting his innards chewed up.
3: But for us, we know that Dave has already had his hand turned into cardboard, and I'm wondering if like Leonard didn't have his legs turned into cardboard or something else, and that's what, uh, is getting chopped up here. I don't know. I don't know. I mean that,
2: because maybe the rules are different in this world, maybe he is being Oh, I would say the rules are different in this world. <laughs> I yeah, I, I, would, I would have
3: to agree with he's you. He's
2: being either destroyed, purged, murdered, but there's so he's being eradicated. Right. I mean, we can use that in he, whatever he's term. Dying. He's yeah. being eradicated whether we find out that Leonard is maybe the bully for Dave and maybe if this goes back to your theory that this is all in Dave's head and or, he's finally coming to terms or birth of Dave's
3: head maybe or like a Dave's head becoming reality. It's a projection of something. Yeah, a projection. But there maybe
2: Leonard was the some kind of a bully, a bad guy, a nemesis and when Dave who looks very heroic in this minute getting ready to what looks like run his sword by the end of it through this zoetrope is it him having some kind of conquest over the bully, the bad guy, the nemesis and that's why he's being chewed up or is one happening irrespective of the other? Yeah, we don't know. I don't
3: know. I don't know. But I there is a shot here uh, a few seconds in where we see Dave's face and he has a look of like real satisfaction and happiness and accomplishment until he looks over at Annie and Annie's face is kind of one of fear and horror. Yeah.
2: At around seven, I think what you're 17, right around second, 17, 18, he looks like he's looking at the most magical, magnificent. It's that, it's that mm-hmm. look of awe. Yeah, like he's in awe of what he's seeing and yep. it's and it's a surprising awe. It's not a shocking awe. It's a
3: happy. He feels like,
2: "Oh my god, I'm seeing something that no one's seen before."
3: Yeah, and really proud of himself until he looks at Annie who is absolutely horrified. Well, is it horrified or is she just shocked? Like oh, she's shocked. showing yeah. more of the, the shock. Thing. Like just can't be real. It is not a look of satisfaction and joy. It's not the same look that he has. You know, this
2: is that difference between,
3: if, if it was a religious perspective, the non-believer who's being
2: shown something right, sort of mir- miraculous, and they can't come to grips with it, versus a believer who is so happy at seeing a miracle in front of them. It's yeah. almost like, based on where their two different mindsets are, they're looking at the same thing, but one's seeing it as more like, I can't wrap my mind around what I'm looking at. And I was like, Oh my God, can't you see what we're looking
0: at?
3: Well, and it's funny that you bring that up because this week there was an article about a guy who is a, a pastor up in Kentucky who is a snake handling was, was, and uh, got bit.
0: I'm pretty sure he's talking about Cody Coots. Uh, the story came out around August, 2018. Keep in mind this episode was recorded a while ago
3: and the look on the congregation's face before, you know, he got bit, you know, they're all excited that he's handling the snake and everything. And then he gets bit and there's blood everywhere. And um, I, I don't think it killed him, but it came close. No, it did. It, it, it did. And so, It bit him on the neck. Uh, yeah. And he was, man, it was bad. And it was a big rattlesnake. Yeah, it was. And they don't mess around. They go for the big ones. And that guy had already been bit once a couple of years before because he was cleaning out the snake cage and one of them got him. Right after his dad was killed, handling sick. But the true believer is, you know, it has they have that look of you no know, peace and serenity and happiness watching this guy do this crazy foolish thing and then he gets bit. Well it's kind of the same thing here, that Dave has that really peaceful, happy, joyous look, and she has a look of absolute you know, this is not good. This is uh kinda of horrifying.
2: Well, I I don't want to go so far as horrifying. I think it's more of the this needs to go away. Like the difference between somebody who believes in magic and seeing magic happen versus somebody who Mm -hmm. doesn't believe in magic and then is seeing magic happen. Like maybe she's more cautious about it. She's more, I don't trust this necessarily, or I'm not Mm -hmm. sure what I'm what I'm seeing. And when we cut back to Dave, he sort of like comes to realization, like, oh, maybe this was the thing I wanted, but. This is going to keep me from her because right. it's not what she wants. Right. And and something needs to be done with this. And as he's sort of resigning himself to the fact that, okay, even though I find joy or pleasure in this, I also – I realize when I look at her, I can't have this and her at the same time. Right. And he makes the decision what it looks like that she's more important. Which is a heroic thing to do and it's a, it's a heroic camera shot. It's a little bit more angled up at him to make him look more like the hero. It's not looking down at him. He's not being enslaved or being held against his will. It's a, it's a hero shot. It's just it him is. and he's got that great look first of, of happiness and, and awe, but then looks over to her, realizes, oh my gosh, I can't do this. I can't keep this if I want to keep her. And just as he comes to the realization, we get a really cool shot of the 3D zoetrope spinning and in action. And it looks like the king is picking the sword up from from the, beside his head, almost like we don't see it pulling out of his head, but from up, right. and then plunging it down. And it looks like this minotaur figure is reaching up and pulling the sword down through as if it's being handed down, like plunging down. Like you have to plunge right. that sword down mm-hmm. through the layers.
3: Yeah, I am not even going to speculate on what all that means in this movie. but um, But obviously Dave has come to the realization that something needs to be done about it. And um, he he picks up the sword uh, and is ready to go. And he, yeah, he does. He, he he stands up. I guess so. What's cool is even though this was the
2: hero shot, they, it looks like they were all kneeling around this spinning mm-hmm. zoetrope. So they all stand up in the room, and we realize it is only about maybe three feet tall in the room. They're all, they definitely are much taller than it. When he makes that decision to stand up, I don't know where the sword comes from. We saw samurai swords way back in minute four, right? So did somebody? Because nobody's had one with them.
3: Not that, not that we know of. Did someone run back out and go get it? Well, I think they're back in the living room. I I think if you look at the background, they're back in their apartment. Do you think so? I think so. Well, where are Uh, all these? Maybe not. (laughs) There's all these curtains and they've got... Look at what's behind her at about second 35. About 34, there looks like
2: a, a, some kind of a table with a book or something maybe on it. We don't get a really good shot of it, just the corner of it, but there's definitely, a, when they stand up, it's like there's like a side kind of, table or an yeah, end table or, or something. something.
3: And kind of makeshift curtains behind them and I don't know if we're still in the maze, but I don't Know that we're back at the apartment. I think I was just assuming because they weren't in the maze, and because he had that sword that we had seen way back in minute four. Right, that they were in the apartment, but they may not be because it's just curtains around. And yeah, it's curtains are. and like like it's sort of like again
2: the the whole thing. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up uh Stranger Stranger Things. So I'm gonna bring up Stranger Things again, where the Christmas lights were the message in the first Stranger right. Things season one, and they mm-hmm. strung those. It looks like there's just some of those Christmas tree lights strung up in and around the curtains to add lighting effects. But this thing is spinning enough to create a breeze in there. There's all different color of fabric and, and, and curtaining and sheer, you know, some of it looks lighter than others and some is opaque. Some is see-through. Some is very much, you know, not see-through. I wonder, did they come out on the other side? Is there some <laughs> no idea. parallel room? Because the dude that's getting chewed up, the walls look like cardboard. It looks like everything we've been seeing once they were, quote, in this yeah, maze. right. But this
3: shot, this whole thing where they're spinning around the zoetrope, doesn't look. Okay, well, I can safely say this. I've seen and discussed five minutes of this movie, and I can sit down tonight and watch this movie with no spoilers. <laughs> because this has given nothing away. All right, so
2: we've got to at least analyze what we're seeing. We don't know what's being destroyed, this guy Leonard. We know he's a character, Mm -hmm. but we have not seen any minutes with Leonard, so we have no idea.
3: We know that Leonard is a character in this movie.
2: And we know that this zoetrope that's spinning around is indicating a sword being handed down from the King of Hearts down to what? Look like this minotaur Whatever. Thing. Yep. And all of a sudden, the music shifts into that sort of heroic, almost fantasy, but mm-hmm. you can definitely tell it's not scary music.
3: It's very heroic. Right. Like, we're reaching the crescendo. That's right. So, and Dave has given away whatever this ideal or dream or whatever, the satisfaction that he has here, and he's ready to destroy whatever this is that has been so meaningful to him. And it looked like he's getting the idea from the zoetrope anyway,
2: I need to... Stab it through the heart with a sword. Yeah, I need to jam my sword through the center of this, or I need to do something with my sword, just like I'm watching the King of Hearts. Maybe the King of Hearts is supposedly like reaching down and slaying—that's the the
3: Minotaur. What I'm getting.
1: But the
2: Minotaur raises his hand up, and it looks like he's pulling it down through or something. Yeah, Uh it's spinning in such a way. And I've got it on a smaller screen; it's hard to kind of tell if it's handing the sword. I think we could put
3: it on the biggest screen in the country and not know what the heck's going on there.
2: I know, and I could freeze it on a certain spot, and it still looks like, it looks like he's reaching up and grabbing it. You can see the, yeah. the king is plunging it down, and you see the hand reaching up to grab it, and then when he grabs it, he's then sinking down below. Mm-hmm. So is he returning the sword to whence it came? Or did he, stabbing them did the, to keep them down? Did the king of hearts steal the sword that's been in his head, and he's returning it, and that's why this world's all topsy-turvy, because it wasn't his to begin with? I don't know. <laughs> Or,
0: okay, I have no
2: answers. Do you know which room the final chemistry exam is in?
0: All the exams are over. Haven't you been to class? No. But it's the end of the semester. No. No, I haven't studied. Uh, how do you want your eggs, honey? Fry, scramble? I don't know. Where is I'll surprise you. How your time? I don't know. Hi, what's wrong? I don't know what's wrong. Every, everything's blank. I don't, I don't know anything. I don't know anything. I don't know anything. You
2: posited the idea. Well, what if this is all a projection in his head? What if this is all? And if, let's go with that for a second. The Suicide King is a very specific card. Yes, it is. He's stabbing himself through the head. That he's killing himself, quote unquote, suicide. All right. So, mm-hmm. what if this zoetrope is some sort of This is the crux of whatever Dave's problem is. Right. If
0: you look at the zootrope from the right angle, the Minotaur is handing the sword to the king to stab himself in the head.
2: Whether it's the real problem in the real maze or the fake problem or the real problem in his head that's being projected this way, He's got to. Dis- he's got to destroy he's the problem. Put it to death. Yeah. He's got to kill it. He's got to. He's got to commit the 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 suicide. Or the king's got to commit suicide. Maybe that's what it is. The king is committing suicide by saying, "I'm showing you how to get rid of this by showing you you need to use the sword." So that's maybe right. the suicide king's living up to his name by giving a clue to Dave. You need
3: to destroy this with your sword. And that what she needs, what Annie needs, is. Far more important than whatever this crazy oh, idol is that you've built in your there's head.
2: There's no doubt. The music's swelling and shifting after he's made this decision. Everybody, you know, he stands up first, grabs his sword. She realizes what he's about to do. The boom operator and Harry back up. And do we have camera
3: guy? Uh I don't know where camera guy is. I saw boom operator stand up. I saw Harry stand up. I think we do see camera guy for one quick second when Dave kind of tells them to move back. It could be, yeah, just as
2: he's getting ready to have them all because he wants to make sure as he swings his sword. Plus, who knows? Uh, it may not be just the swing of his sword. You know, what will happen? Is this thing going to yeah, erupt? Gonna Is it going to explode? Is it going to spinning everywhere?
3: So, and then, of course, we see the lame gloved hand.
2: At the very end of this minute, we're going to see, once again, we're going to recognize that the hand that's supposedly camera turned camera into guy. cardboard, you can see it's really like a yeah. cardboard glove because yeah. you can see the seam Where his arm kind of goes inside and there's a little gap there. But no, I don't think we see the camera operator. We don't see the camera guy. He does motion for Harry and Boom Operator to step back. But wherever camera operator is and maybe we've lost camera operator. We may have. Although well that may explain why she doesn't trust this thing spinning either, even though he's got that magical look on his face. That's right. Although you'd like to believe if he knows camera operator, you wouldn't be happy about a death. I don't know. It's We remember what I said when we last there were minute forty three that we were going to be coming back with what I thought was going to be close to the end of the movie, and I still get that feeling right now. This is
3: definitely close to the end of the movie. This is
2: not. This is not going to go on for another hour of epic exposition and adventure and action. I think it's wrapping up.
3: I would hope so. I
2: mean, just the music has that feeling, the sense of finality that he's making that decision and this is going to be again the climax this is what's going to change yeah. to resolve everything or screw everything up and then uh, i would think in it. the
3: next minute everything kind of plays out i want to know what's happening to leonard so in yeah, this minute we're left you. with we have no idea is leonard
2: again is he slaying leonard in his head is leonard was leonard left behind in the may was leonard okay Let's just for fun was leonard the hero and he stayed behind to let these guys have access to this room. Uh that could be. That could be. I mean, we never even. I mean, we immediately jumped to the conclusion that he's dying. That towards the end of the movie, that maybe it's he's the bad guy getting his just desserts. But why couldn't it be a heroic death? Okay, I'm going to go with your theory. I'm going to go with a heroic death theory. It would make sense that if they found some other ent- exit, maybe some they've punched through to some other side. This may not be his apartment. I don't know where the that, that doesn't answer where the samurai sword came from. Though. No. Unless he picked up one along the way and said, I had
3: one of these in my room or something. Uh, I'm assuming that they went back to the, the apartment. I That they found their way out and came back in? Uh, I'm just going to assume that all of this is playing out in their apartment. But I may be completely wrong.
2: You it may be. And for some reason that they decorated the apartment this way. I don't know. But I will say they, they it does not look, save for the cardboard zoetrope, it does not look like they're in the same setting of the inside of the maze. Right. Leonard looks like he's in the maze, but not these guys. Yeah. And if he's coming to the decision to destroy whatever this thing is, if this is the heart of the maze, and maybe that's it, maybe it looks this way because it's maybe things become more real as you get toward the center of whatever this maze is. Oh yeah, it could be. And maybe that's why it doesn't look maybe that's that combination of cardboard and real. And he's at the heart of whatever this is he's gotta destroy. I'll 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 buy that. <laughs> I'll buy
0: that. I would buy that for a dollar.
3: I wanna be right. <laughs> And I don't know. I, I bet we are so off base. Like we are not even freaking close. You know close. what? When we go back to
2: watch it, we'll be like, oh my god, we're gonna look like freaking retards.
3: <laughs> we're gonna be like, who are those two? We jokers. are not even not even close. Dave isn't a hero. <laughs> she hates him. I think no matter what,
2: I, I will say a plug for the music in this scene. I love the music in the scene from the moment he decides I'm going to... Basically, when we come back from Leonard getting ripped to pieces... Maybe that's a... Maybe it's a Jaws reference.
3: They all come in and they rip you to pieces. Yeah, it may be. It may be.
2: But I, I think the music otherworldness the fantasy element of the music the heroic rise of like trumpets underneath the the violins playing it's all building you see the wind is swirling there's a little bit of smoke coming out of the middle of this thing everyone's backing up and he's getting ready to take that swing i just feel like like this is the heroic moment
3: this is it yeah this is where it all comes together So, so anyway, I, I'm going to go with your theory. It's a heroic moment of some kind. I just wish I knew
2: what Leonard. It was Leonard. Is Leonard a good guy or a bad guy? Does he? Does, is he sacrificing himself or is?
3: Yeah, either sadly Leonard is getting shredded. No matter what, Leonard's getting, getting or, shredded. Or, thank God, <laughs> Leonard is getting shredded. Either
2: way, Leonard is 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 sort of like the reverse of Fargo going into the wood chipper. We're seeing there. Maybe That's he's right. going in feet first into the wood chipper. Yeah, he just. <laughs>
3: It isn't a good day for Leonard.
2: No, Leonard is, Leonard has gone bye bye. Leonard has left the building at the end of this minute. Uh, I don't know if we see what happens to him after this minute because this is our last minute of minute or, or Dave made a maze or, what or whatever the hell.
3: this was. <laughs> and, and we may not even be right. This may not be Dave made a maze. <laughs> <laughs> it may be something completely different. All
2: right. So as we wrap up this minute number 70 of this particular podcast, do you have anything else, Walt? I've got
3: nothing else. Yeah. I've I, I I exhausted
2: every bit of my what ifs and what could it be. I think, I think, I'll, I think I'm going to, I'm going to go on a limb here and say we probably got more right than wrong. Because I'm, we've I'm watched I'm enough thinking, movies. Have, yeah, I, I think so. But I'm still, it's killing me not knowing the context of all the scenes that we got and to not know how it ends.
3: Yeah. I, I, I'm going to say we're at least 60%.
2: Yeah, I think greater than 50. Yeah, we, yeah, we got, again, we got more right than we got wrong. We did. I'm we sure did. we got a whole lot wrong,
3: but. Yeah, we may be at like 50.2%. <laughs>
2: well, you know, one movie and one series of movies, because depending when somebody stumbles upon this, we may be two or three seasons into our own podcast. is true. But one, let's say one actor's body of work that we know very well is Gene Wilder. Yes, we do. And if somebody wants to learn a little bit more about the podcast, we have that breaks down movies one minute at a time called The Wilder Ride. Where can people learn more
3: about us? The best place to come find out about us is at TheWilderRide.com and that has links to all of our seasons. It has links to our Facebook page and uh, you can always go to Facebook.com slash The Wilder Ride and find us there. We also have a listeners group that you can apply and join uh, without any problem and uh, you will find out all you need to know about us.
2: And just in case, Robert, you didn't ask, but You may come back and ask us to do a close later, in which case we can re-record this. But if not, I think Walt and I are both really happy we were asked to be part of this kind of experiment of not knowing a movie at all, not having any sense about the movie at all, and being given randomly some wild minutes here and there and to just speculate on what it is we think is happening. You gave us just enough to know the names, and that's it. And except for the fact that we knew a couple of people and Walt accidentally stumbled across the name of the movie, we did not watch the movie, we know nothing about the movie, we are still sitting here wrapping up this last minute, minute number 70, saying, we just want to now see the whole thing. And I think, Walt, I'll let you say yours your piece, too.
3: I just think this was a really cool experiment, no matter what, to be part of. It really was. Um, I really had a good time doing this, so I appreciate the opportunity. So... Guys, those who
2: are listening, you still have—I'm guessing—several minutes left. Not too many from the what I would guess is what I think the climax of the movie. But enjoy your minutes tomorrow, and however many more minutes are left, we're done. But Robert, thanks again for allowing us to be part of your wilder ride of whatever this is—minute or or Dave made a maze. (laughs) Yeah. All right, buddy. Take care. And then
0: I can probably disarm all the traps, and then we can we can finish this maze.
1: Who is with me?
0: That was Alan Sanders and Walt Murray of The Wilder Ride taking on Minute 70 of Dave Made a Maze. They may have escaped the maze. Next time on Dave Made a Minute, we've got Alex Thompson of Galaxy Quest Minute, along with Nia McGowan and John Parker of Batman Returns, taking on Minute 71.
1: Thank you for listening to Dave Made a Minute. Intro dialogue snippets were taken from Dave Made a Maze, directed by Bill Watterson, written by Bill Watterson and Steve Sears, and produced by John Charles Meyer. Intro music is Diversion by the Equals featured in the film Dave Made a Maze and Life Cycle of a Match by Parvis Decree. Outro music is Leaving This Godforsaken Place and Her Presence is Strong Here by Parvis Decree. Dave Made a Minute is a production of Lemming Drops Studio and all other featured podcast producers. You can find more content at lemmingdrops.com. Check us out on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Dave Made A minute. If you like what you hear, throw us a rating and review on your podcatcher of choice. And check out all of the participants' other shows to spread the love around. Again, thank you for listening.
0: As long as we're all working together, this is going to be fun. It's going to be great. I need you to notify the families of everyone who died here today. Totally. Was it a dream where you see yourself standing in sort of sun god robes on a pyramid with a thousand naked women screaming and throwing little pickles at you? Wait, what? Why am I the only person that has that dream?